You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, remember, you can follow Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. New crib, John, some sports guy, Hickman. Hey, hey, I'm I'm happy today. It's Friday. I'm feeling good. I'm you know, I, I feel energized after moving yesterday because I'm in a new apartment. And this is actually where, um, you know, I'm speaking from. So me and Cody, well, Cody and I haven't really had the chance. And it kind of sucks, though, Cody. I mean, we're trying to make time next week to get together and just talk sports like we do with the time. But with the COVID-19 pandemic, both of us have been very cautious of just being around one another. And it sucks because I definitely missed the, the personal one-on-one battles that you guys never hear, uh, but just conversations with my, my brother. But I am talking from a new home now, and I'm excited to discuss what we have on, on, on the show today because uh, Cody, Anthony Weaver, right? And what, what I hope Anthony Weaver press conference, which was uh, on Wednesday, what I hope his press conference does is a couple things, but I can't wait to discuss it, right? The first thing is I can't wait to hear from Tim Kelly. Hmm. And the reason why I say that just to preface this entire conversation is we need to know who we're dealing with. Am I right or wrong? Right. We, we know Anthony oh, Weaver as a defensive so line coach. Thank you. We know Anthony Weaver as a defensive line coach. Now he is the new DC moving forward. We know Tim Kelly for being in a shadow and not knowing really when or when not Tim Kelly is calling plays or what's the difference between Tim Kelly's office and Bill O'Brien's office. So I'm hoping moving forward, this will spark Tim Kelly coming out soon and we can hear from him and, and then the secondary coaches and so on and so forth because we brought in new coaches around the entire coaching staff. But you know, before we kind of get into that, Jonathan Grenard, as you may, you guys may know now, he did sign his four-year rookie deal on Wednesday as well, along with fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick, rather, I'm sorry, Charlie Heck the offensive tackle. And, you know, we discussed Grenard on this show a couple of times. And I think because Cody and I both are really, you know, high on what he can potentially bring to this team. And, you know, I'm real excited about it because I have Grenard as the best talent that the Texans picked up in this year's draft coming into the 2020 season. And, John, like I keep saying, the ceiling for this guy is so high to the point I do believe once he get his legs underneath him and he learns the ins and outs of the NFL, especially learning but alongside the guys of J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless, this kid is going to be one of the best defensive players on this team. And possibly within the next five years, you can I can possibly say he's going to be one of the best edge rushers in this league. Now, I know that's saying a lot, but anytime you can go out there for a season and lead the SEC in sacks, that says a lot about the potential of the player that he can become. 
Absolutely. And just seeing him get that deal done is just, you know, nobody expected him to hold out or anything like that. I mean, we've never seen, at least I don't recall, a third-round draft pick holding out for any reason. Uh, but just, you know, the blueprint has been looked at. We know who we have right now, at least coming out of college. Now the groundwork, I'm sorry, the groundwork is about to be laid with the contract getting signed and then moving forward with this, you know, virtual offseason that we're having right now. We we don't know how long that's going to last, but, you know, I think here's an approach that I would like to take. The virtual offseason can be really good because it takes you completely off the field, right? And it can put you in the mind uh, or mindset of your coach, what they see that sometimes you may not get a chance to see over the course of time, right? Coaching season has a lot to do with watching film, watching tape. And, you know, I just think moving forward until they are able to get back on the field, get those pads on, strap those pads on, play in some greens, you know, virtually there's a lot of things that they can do because you're, you're, you're taking the time out to really watch. Now the newly uh, named DC Anthony Weaver mentioned high praise for Jonathan Gennaro coming here to Houston. And he just said things, which is really high praise. He just said things along the line of, you know, he believes Gennaro can rush outside and rush inside. He can drop back into coverage. And on top of that, he believes he can really commend and help what the defensive line is trying to do moving forward. So what we're going to talk about today is the new DC Anthony Weaver and some of the things that he addressed in that press conference. But before we get into all that good stuff, I just want to remind you guys that this episode is brought to you in part by Built Bar. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for a great way to get your protein or, or just something that can help you get that healthy snack or healthy breakfast treat, Built Bar is the way to go. And I'm a living witness. Every single morning, I start my day off with a Built Bar, most noticeably with my favorite flavor, banana nut bread. And boy, does it get me going. I know you guys have been hearing a lot about Built Bar over the past couple of days. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know what all the fuss is about, I am encouraging you to give it a try when you place your first order at BuiltBar.com. Remember, use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. On a fun Friday where the city of Houston is really opening back up, you know, clubs are opening back up, bars are opening back up, your favorite places to go shop. Hey, listen, I'm a culprit. Yesterday, I went to at home to get some home goods stuff for my new uh, apartment. So we're all doing it, you know, uh, but the city of Houston is a little stubborn right now. However, when we take a look at what Houston really means, we had a hurricane a couple years ago and the city of Houston stuck together, bonded, came together to help, lend helping hands and really, really be there for one another. Outside of just tragedies, or, you know, catastrophic hurricanes and things of that nature, Houston is very diverse. And talking with Anthony Weaver in that, you know, press conference, not me personally, but listening to his press conference, you know, he mentioned how he want his defense to be a replica, you know, kind of mirror what the city of Houston means. And, you know, I started this, started this episode out by saying this press conference with Anthony Weaver was so important because 
of a couple of things. And I mentioned how now moving forward, hopefully we'll get a chance to hear from Tim Kelly. But the reason why it's so important is because now we have an opportunity to see or get some type of insight who Anthony Weaver is. Right? He's been here for a while. And one thing I love about Anthony Weaver is he has praise from coaches that he played with. And I can't wait to talk about this because I mean, it's tremendous. You can say whatever you want to say about the guy, but Rex Ryan is one of the best defensive scheme coaches in the last 20 years. And you can arguably put his name up there in the ranks with whoever you want to, but he played under Rex Ryan. And Rex Ryan gave him praise by how he, you know, took time out to study and get smarter, right? And which, I mean, eventually led him to where he is now. Uh, you know, he had a quote that Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan told him, you're no longer going to be in the business of making suggestions, but now you're going to have to make decisions. And to hear him say that, along with how he wants his defense to operate, be more a little bit a replica of Houston, which is, you know, you're going to get hit from every area, whether you want to be, you know, in Chinatown, which we have the, the Chinese jerseys for the Rockets, or whether you, whether you want to be on the north side or or in, in the midst of downtime where you don't know what kind of craziness can happen. You know, Houston can hit you in all different phases. And now that press conference really gave us an opportunity to at least non-plan-wise, non-on-field coaching-wise, get an opportunity to see who we're actually dealing with as a new defensive coordinator coach. Before moving on, let me say this, and you you talked about the rest Ryan situation. I'm going to touch on that as well, but – the one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit about everything that Anthony Weaver said is the fact that he wants to keep J.J. Watt as the central point of this defense. And me personally, John, you know, you and I talked about this a lot. And I know a lot of Texans fans don't like to hear this because, you know, you hate to you hate to see your favorite player. You hate to see your hero go down on that slippery slope where you have to come to the realization where they are not the same player that you fell in love with throughout the course of their career. Hell, I had to go through that. Remember, we was in college, and I had to go through it for two years with Kobe Bryant after he tore his Achilles and whatnot. But me personally, I, I was actually hoping that Weaver actually said that he did not want to make Watt the, the central point of this defense because – Ladies and gentlemen, at some point, the Texans need to know that it's it's about that time where, yes, he's going to, as long as he's suited up for the Texans every Sunday, of course he's going to remain a big part of the Texans' offense. But to call him the central point, th that lets me know that they still are going to put too much on this guy's shoulders. And Weaver mentioned it. He said, you know, Watt is still talented even when he's, you know, at the age that he's at, given that he's entering the twilight of his career, he is still talented. I will 100% agree with that. But he also talked about how crucial and how hard it is to know that he's going to have to get Watt to a point where he can pay, where he can play all 16 games. And I just don't think that's durable right now. And 
the Texans need to find some kind of way to 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 stop putting too much on JJ Watt. And I was kind of hoping to hear that going into this press conference from Weaver. And I did it. And I didn't now. But to his credit, he did talk that the pass rush is going to be a hell of a lot better in 2020 than it was in 2019. You know, he talked about God, the young guys like Charles, Duke, and Jacob. He said those are the guys that he's really going to put a lot of focus into making sure that the Texans improve their pass rush, get into the quarterback in 2020 versus the way they did in 2019. Because we all know once they got rid of Jadavion Clowney, they felt that throughout the whole entire season. So knowing that that's going to be his primary focus, that was that that was something good to take out of this. But at the same time, it kind of bothered me by him saying that Watt is still going to be the central point of this defense. Now, once again, is he going to be important to what the Texan does in 2020? Hell, even 2021? Yes, without a doubt. This is J.J. Watt, one of, if not the best Texan to ever play for this franchise. But at the end of the day, given his age, given the injuries, given the fact that you cannot depend on Watt every single Sunday to play, I kind of hope Weaver takes that and flip it to, okay, we're going to make sure that you're going to remain important to this defense, but we're going to lighten your workload moving forward. Yeah, and I can understand how that's frustrating because as a football lover, right, we know the writing is nearly always on the wall. We don't really get an opportunity to see players go out on their own way as often as we would like to, at least not our superstar players. And JJ, you know, he's one of those, he's a mega star. He's one of those type of players, but injuries have riddled him in the last three to four years. And it has, you know, if we're being honest, it's held the Texans back a little bit because they are so depending on him. But like and you mentioned it, and I love that you did. To his credit, he mentioned how, okay, J.J. is still going to be a very crucial part. We get that. We know it. And we know last season the defense was tied for 19th in the league with only 31 sacks, 18th in the league with a quarterback hits with only 42. And the Texans' pass for us was, only, was ranked 31st in the NFL in pressures and pressure rate at 18.1%. And we, we, we get that. We really do. But with him being the middle Martin, Duke, Charles, now Jonathan Grenard, now Ross Blacklock. Hey, JJ is still going to be the crucial part, but that's because we are going to need you guys to step up all around. It does not matter when your number is called because, you know, he, he loved the fact that they are a lot of players on this defensive front that he believes can really get to the pass pressure in certain situations. And I'm going to tell you this. I think Jacob Martin will have a much better year. I think he's going to continue on the road that he – you remember how he ended the season. You guys at home remember how he ended the season really strong. Ended his season with more sacks than Jadavion Clowney, and he didn't get enough of the snaps either. Right, though all those snaps compared to Jadavion and Martin didn't go around one of the same evenly, but he ended his season with more sacks. And I think Martin will have a better season. I think bringing Duke back to situational, uh, past you know, in, in, in different situations is going to help. I think Charles Norman Ehu, he's going to have a better season, and I'm really, really invested in and interested to see what Ross Blacklock and Jonathan Bernard can do. Now, remember when I said. I was hopeful at the end of this press conference. What made me hopeful about it is due to the fact that this is a guy who actually grew up and learned a lot from Rex Ryan. Now, John, you mentioned it. 
you know, you can say what you want about the guy, but at the end of the day, he is one of the best defensive minds that this game has ever seen. And knowing that Weaver is going to be a protege of what Ryan shaped and molded him into, that's actually promising of what the Texans will be able to do in 2020. Now, you know, looking at Rex Ryan, let me just take a moment just to let the listeners know how great of a defensive mind coach Rex Ryan is. Now, this is a guy who has been nothing but a defensive coordinator throughout majority of his time in the NFL. Now, his relationship with Weaver started when he got drafted by the Ravens in 2002, and he coached and he was his position coach from 2002 to 2005. Now, Ryan helped that team be one of the best defensive teams possibly of all times. Now, to his credit, it did help that he had Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, two of the greatest players at their positions. But what got me was when Ryan went to the New York Jets as the head coach. And in the Big Apple, the Jets had a solid defensive team with Ryan at the helms. Now, you know, the team that they was rolling out, especially on that defense, was nowhere near as talented as the guys that he had in Baltimore. But Throughout his six-year tenure, the Jets always placed top 10, averaging the fewest yards per game. His best came during his first season in 2019 when they actually finished first in the league for allowing the fewest yards at 250 per game, the lowest of that season. And when Reaver received his first defensive coaching job, the Jets actually placed eighth that season in 2012. So if there's any indication of the influence that Rex Ryans has had on Anthony Weaver's career, I feel pretty good about the Texans, not only in 2020, but beyond. Absolutely. And one thing I'm really interested to see is just how – what, what secondary are we going to get? He touched on the front four. He mentioned how J.J. Watt is going to be a crucial point, a part rather. He, 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 you know, he touched on that the other guys have to step up. But he also discussed that secondary. And that's one area that I think everybody needs to be excited for. They brought in veterans. They, they have players in positions that they believe can be versatile and do a lot of things. And more importantly, what I like the most is Anthony Weaver has confidence in his guys. What am I talking about? You're going to find out. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bars are tasty. Not none of that bland, no flavor bars. No, none of that. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Who doesn't like candy bar? Snickers, Mr. Good Bar, the whole nine. But it's just a little bit more better for you. 16 amazing flavors. Eight chocolate nut flavors. Eight chocolate nut free flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy like me. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high protein, high fiber, which is what you really need if you're really trying to get a little bit healthier. Flavor profile here, peanut butter brownie, 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Cody, as I sit in my new home, you see how I threw that in? I had to just... You love your new place, huh? I I really do. You know, I really do. But... uh, (laughs) 
You know, but you know, as I sat in my new home and had an opportunity to listen to the press conference for a second time, because I listened to it twice. You know, Anthony Weaver sounds very enthused and confident in his secondary. And I think that's a good thing. I think the secondary for the Houston Texans caught a lot of flack last year. A lot of flack. And I think mainly because, I mean, we were all tired of seeing Jonathan Joseph. Uh, the injury bug really hit them hard at one point. I would say that was a blessing in disguise because due to that, we got Gary on Conley. We also was able to go ahead and, and get Vernon Hargraves when he was released from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then we also went ahead and brought him back much cheaper than what his 50-year option would have been because he had a great time here in Houston. Uh, so did Gary on Conley. I mean, I am... I, I really think Garyon can be much better, much better than what he was for the Houston Texans last year. And I think he was pretty good. But to hear Weaver's enthusiasm and express the fact that, hey, our secondary was good. You know what he what he said that he mentioned, which, you know, kind of contradicts a little bit, but it's the truth. Our front seven has to cause more pressure. Right. We, we can't allow quarterbacks to have all day. We can't allow quarterbacks to be able to stand up in the pocket for, you know, however long and not get touched. And when he mentioned that, I really, you know, thought to myself, okay, he understands that what he has secondary-wise, and that's what shoulder injuries to Justin Reed, that's what the consistent switching, constant switching out of DBs last year, the secondary was really good. He gave praise to them. He gave praise to the veterans that they brought in with Michael Thomas and Eric Murray, the safeties. He gave praise to Lonnie Johnson, who has been working his ass off. If you guys, you guys need to go on Twitter and just type in Lonnie Johnson and see the work he's putting in. And he backed him. There was a question that was asked, do you think Lonnie Johnson could play safety? And Anthony Weaver shut it down immediately saying, no, he is a cornerback. The confidence that he has in his cornerback group, in his secondary Really, it, it, it makes me happy because now we know that this coach is invested in the guys. And when the coach is invested in your players and your players, you know, we start to see the players get more confident. We see the players get a little bit more relaxed because there's not a lot of pressure. And with that, you can play freely and make those plays. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, since we're talking about the secondary, look, it's going to be a hell of a lot better than it was in 2019. You mentioned Lonnie Johnson Jr. I actually have my money placed that 2020 is going to be a breakout year for Justice Reed. We saw, we, 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 it's like the last two seasons, his first two years in the league, we saw him scratching the surface. I believe with a new guy like Anthony Weaver coming in, especially due to the fact that he seems like a coach that's going to instill confidence in his players. We're going to see a breakout year from Justice Reed. And my my question and my takeaway is, why would you put Lonnie Johnson Jr. at safety when you already have Justice Reed back there? Not only that, Lonnie Johnson is another guy we saw from time to time, him scratching the surface of what he could be in this league. So I consider the Texans, when you take a look at their secondary, led by Lonnie Johnson Jr. and Justice Reed, you go down to that front seven and you see and you and you get a sense and uh and an idea. Of course, neither one of these guys ha- has played a game yet, but based off their collegiate career, you look at Grenard, you look at Blacklock. John, you just mentioned it. He said that he wants to make sure that the Texans pressure the quarterback 
more in 2020. And I 100% agree with that statement. That's why on the crossover show that we did on yesterday with, with Locked On Steelers, that's why I call Johnson, Reed, Blacklock, and Grenard the future of this Texans defense because if those four guys can come together, one is leaving, leading the front seven, the other one is coming off the edge rush, and then you have two in the back that you, you, you can't throw the ball in their direction – the Texans defense, not only for maybe not more so in 2020, because all four of these guys are young, but when you take when you take a look at what they can be and you mix that into a coach that's going to instill confidence in them, the Texans are going to get back to that hard, no tough defensive team that we all fell in love with doing the, the mid-2010s when you had a guy like Jadavion Clowney, J.J. Watt in his prom, and even Jonathan Joseph. So that's why I'm so excited to see not only what those four players can do, but once again, you have a guy, Anthony Weaver, who, hell, every single team he has played for has been a solid or a damn good defensive team. So I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. And, you know, again, I think the biggest thing that, at least for me, and hopefully you guys will kind of understand where I'm coming from, is just we finally heard from the man. And that's important because we have to know who we're going to battle with, who are we going to back. We have to know these things. And to hear him and his confidence just kind of rave through about the veterans, about the, the, the mid-level young guys, the young guys that are just coming in, and, you know, some of the guys that are just situational, to me, it seems like he knows who's going to be very good at certain things. He knows who's going to be good at certain things, and he knows who's going to be phenomenal at certain things in different situations, and I like that. And on top of that, now I'm waiting to hear from uh, a real in-depth look from uh, Tim Kelly. But, uh, so we'll wait on that, but, I mean, I believe that press conference was everything I needed to hear while still in quarantine due to the COVID-19. I'm sick and tired of talking about it, but you guys, I'm happy to be back for another Friday. Cody, where we are, a year and two months now? Um, Yeah, it took over in March of 20, March of last year, so yeah. March of last year, and every Friday we've done a show, I've been, I've been more appreciative, everyone, I promise you guys I am. Follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy, you know, the fun one of the group. But let me say this really quick. <laughs> You guys, when you make sure you follow Cody Davis, he's going to give you his ad name. Read everything he's putting out. Because, I mean, listen, <laughs> I'll work with one of the most talented writers uh, in the city of Houston right now. I really do. And, you know, I say I'm the fun one because I like to have fun. And a lot of times, you know, there are certain times where I can go into in-depth conversation, like the Darren Daniels conversations we had, that interview. I didn't even think of it as an interview. I got to a point where it was a conversation for me, Cody. And that's what I love. That's fun for me, <laughs> discussing football, right? But when you want to look at in-depth, Cody Davis is where you need to really check out a lot of his work, which you can now find it. you know, we're going to do a whole new layout, but it's Friday, Cody. Why not go ahead and tell them about HoustonSportsPress.com. Again, that's HoustonSportsPress.com. You guys know about you can argue that sports.com. We went ahead and did a lot of revising. And it is now HoustonSportsPress.com. 
Go on the website, subscribe, check us out. And if you or anybody is interested in doing podcasts or writing about sports in the Houston area or surrounding areas, don't 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 be scared. Hit us up, man. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find me on uh, some sports guy locked on Texas at locked on Texas as well. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C-O-T-Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Thank you for the kind words, by the way, John. I, I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, can we get together next week? Gonna try to. Look at this, look at this guys. This is what I have to deal with. Gonna try to. <laughs> I miss my brother. I'll be busy, man. You, busy. you, you just said how busy I'll be, and as soon as we get off of this call, well, as soon as we get off of this done recording, I'm going to probably eat, jump back on the computer, and see what I have in store heading into next week. I've, I've been thinking about doing a Mount Rushmore of Houston pro athletes, and John, this is this is tough. I don't I don't think Ooh. I'm gonna be able to do it. The list I have right now is Hakeem, no, 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 Cynthia no, 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 Cooper. No, 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 no. We have to let the – let's put that on Twitter first. Let's save this for Monday. You want to talk about this Monday? Let it season a little bit over the weekend and, and bring it back around Monday? How about that? Man, it's tough. It's tough. I got to think about it's it. It's tough. Give me, outside, can I have a couple of days? Outside, outside of Hakeem Olajuwon, it's it's tough because I want to put guys like Warren Moon in there. Then I'm gonna have. Then I start thinking about Simone Biles. Like she deserves to be on that. You know? Do you think about the up and coming players who make an a case like a James Harden in the in a Jose Altuve? Like it's, it's tough, man. I, I I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. It's just too. It's just too many players who have played in this or in this city who. If they didn't leave a mark on their professional sport, they left like a global impact. Because if you think about it, even though we we didn't see what he can fully do when healthy, a part of me believes that Yao Ming should be on this Mount Rushmore because if it wasn't for him, this whole globalization of the NBA and possibly sports as, as, as a whole May not have not have happened, or would not be as big if it wasn't for that big man from China. See what I'm saying? It, it's tough. It's tough. I think we should let this marinate over the weekend. What you think? I agree. I agree. All right, we're gonna get that posted on Twitter today on Friday, and then we're gonna bring it back around Monday. Uh, guys, like we mentioned early on the show, this episode was brought to you by Billboard. Trust me, get in on this wave. The better protein, bar, the best protein bar, not I add, and their Boost Energy drinks. Wait, <clears throat> and their Boost Energy drinks are really good. And I'm gonna tell you this: it gives you the energy you need. Trust me, I work ten-hour shifts, and I need every last drop of it. Until Monday, Houston. You know what it is. Stay safe, stay sane, stay sanitized. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.